0: A to Z Sports Prime Time uh, here on a Tuesday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business since 1983. Two Rivers Ford with award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. The Built for You program can be found at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. At GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you. At GaryAshton.com, get involved with the Intel Edge today and Brymac Mechanical. B R Y M A K Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs with Brymac Mechanical. So, a lot of stuff going on in the pre-draft process, and as we know. You know, this is commonly referred to as lying season. There are smoke screens all over the place. A lot of what you read is or or hear or things that people say or things that people like me get told during the pre- draft process. A lot of it's bullshit. Completely honest with you, a lot of it's bullshit. And we have no way of knowing what is or isn't until we go through the draft process, right? It's it is. It's understandable why teams want to disguise who they want to take in the upcoming draft. You want to you don't want to show your hand if you don't have to to give yourself an advantage to, you know, maybe sneak a prospect or two by a division rival or something to that effect. This is the way that NFL teams like to operate. Because uh, Olivier, I believe is the uh, name on YouTube, Olivier Dempsey says, "What a waste of saliva." Well, I'm not wasting saliva on this. Perhaps I'm wasting air. It's not like I'm spitting at you on the camera, Olivier. Or at least I'm not. I'm actively not trying to. I don't think I've ever. I don't think you've ever physically seen spit fly out of my mouth. But yeah, I'm not wasting any saliva on this. But I will waste a little bit of breath. Titans will never draft a QB this year. Um, why do we not? To, he goes. Uh, he goes on to say, assuming uh, Olivier is uh, is of the uh, of the male sex. I believe that's the case. Forgive me if it's not. Uh, why do we not talk more about realistic options like offensive line tight end and wide receiver? I'd like to know more about the best or most suited position options at those positions and not just at 26. Um, goes on to say we do not need a top five QB and a bunch of elite pass catchers. Uh, we know we won't win in a shootout with Casey or Buffalo. Good God, he's getting all of this off his chest. Um, so I am talking about realistic options tonight. Quarterback is a realistic option. Quarterback was always going to be a realistic option this year. If you don't think quarterback's a realistic option, uh, I, would, I would tell you that you should prepare yourself to be disappointed in that way. If you don't think that quarterback uh, is an option this year, a realistic option this year, not just at 26, but perhaps beyond that, depending on how these prospects fall down, then I think you're kidding yourself. Um, And I think that's a, you know, I I think that's a, fun, you can exist in that space if you want to, you, nobody is, nobody is forcing your hand into listening to the quarterback conversation, but should such a situation arise as is entirely possible for the Tannehill succession plan to start this year, as opposed to letting it go about next year, you see two teams in the Philadelphia Eagles and the New Orleans Saints getting ready for a quarterback this year, in the case of the Saints, and a quarterback next year, in the case of the Eagles. Teams are making their plans years in advance, and the Titans are not showing any indication yet that they're going to wait to wait to basically address the quarterback position next year when they're not certain how things are going to break. What they do know is that there's a couple of options that are going to be around where they're selecting in the 20s, in the mid to late 20s, 26th overall, to be exact, provided that they don't trade up or back prior to the draft getting underway. Still possible that they trade either way in the draft, but of course, it's much less likely for a team in the back half of the first round to maneuver at all until they see how the draft board kind of breaks in front of them unless they're getting involved in the quarterback draft, which of course makes all the sense in the world. So, you know, We have plenty of time to talk about offensive line, tight end, and wide receiver. What I can tell you almost definitively is that the first-round pick will not be a tight end because no first-round tight ends. I I doubt there is a tight end that goes in the first round this year, and if there is one, he's probably going to be in the low 20s to early 30s, which, again, is right around where you're picking. But I would say that for this position this year, that's probably going to be an overdrafted selection if that's the way that you go, understanding that you don't have a second-round pick. As we sit here today, it's quarterbacks very much on the table. In fact, I've played for you guys, that clip many times, John Robinson on my radio show at the combine, John sat down at the table with me and I asked him, is quarterback off the table? And he went through all the reasons why quarterback is very much on the table this season and moving into the future, given that Ryan Tannehill is for sure their quarterback this year, but beyond that, we don't know. So there's a couple of options that I think are pretty interesting that we can discuss Tonight, uh, Jeff Rubel says, did you see the NFL is trying to get flag football in the Olympics for 2028? No, I have not seen that, but I'll certainly do my research on that after the fact. Buck grinding it out on a Tuesday, says "Bryce Erickson. No grind at all. Listen, baby, primetime, honestly, I love the primetime show. The primetime show is the easiest part of my day. We sit down, we hang out for about 30, 45 minutes, maybe an hour if we got a little juice, a little extra juice at this point. Uh, and Chris Frazier, getting back to the quarterback conversation, Says Ritter be gone. So nah. Alleging that Desmond Ritter is going to be gone at 26. I don't know. There's been some there's been some buzz around him, and we're going to talk about that. So why don't we get to your two Rivers Four take on a Tuesday night? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch which round will the Titans take a quarterback this year. Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and on the aforementioned Twitch. We will talk about it. Together, right after I tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford, who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet is where you go for the Built For You program, which allows you to select any new Ford vehicle, any color, any customizable options. Two Rivers Ford will get that Ford delivered to your door as soon as it's manufactured with their quality American made Ford vehicles and their award-winning customer service that make sure you get exactly what you want. You'll work with the non-commissioned sales staff that is the best in the business and will not put any pressure on you throughout the car search or the car buying process. I am a two rivers Ford customer. I am a built for you customer. I could not have been happier with the way that my selection, my 2022 Ford Explorer turned out two rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at two rivers, So, which round should the titans take a quarterback in that's the question that we're posing to you this evening and as you look at the quarterbacks who are at the top of the draft there's not many but there's a couple right we know kenny pickett is probably going to be the first quarterback selected pending some kind of you know pending some kind of situation where a team looks at malik willis as a high level developmental prospect and says okay we have to have that guy even if it's not for this year, this is the player worth taking. That's entirely possible. We won't know that until the draft takes place, as we sit here today. But Kenny Pickett is the one who is probably going to be the first quarterback off the board, and whether that is to the Carolina Panthers or six uh, at six or later on in the draft is unknowable at this point. But we can, you know, we can likely draw uh, draw connection points between quarterback needy teams at the top of the draft and the most pro ready quarterback. Who at this point, at this juncture, is Kenny Pickett. Um, looking, at, looking at what the Titans have done, they've met with Malik Willis. They've met with Desmond Ritter. They've been at all these pro days. They've studied the quarterbacks at the Combine. They even had uh, Malik Willis in on a top 30 visit, which does not indicate that they will or will not draft him, but that's that's a pretty valuable asset to use on a position who you might not necessarily think them to be in the money for. I think that Malik Willis is a fun and exciting and hugely talented player, even if he may not be pro-ready right out the gates. And the reason that I ask you guys this question is because there's going to be quarterbacks that go all over the board this year because there's not a lot, not a lot of, there's just a lot to be desired, I guess, is probably the best way for me to say it about the quarterback. G-Man says, Ritter is overrated. Derek R. wants them to wait until the fourth round to select a quarterback, Stephen Crozio agrees he says the Western Kentucky quarterback Bailey Zappi is the player that he would choose. Um Lou Lewis says J. Rob is on the hot seat big time. Well, that's just not uh, at all the case, Lewis. He's he's in fact just signed a contract extension. So nothing could be further from the truth, but I appreciate your insight as always, Lewis. Always uh, you know, always off the wall, that's for sure. Wesley Bates says no rounds. He doesn't want them to take a quarterback this year. You know, in in looking at the 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 players that the Titans have met with the players who the Titans have been in attendance for, for their pro day, the connection points being drawn between Cincinnati, Desmond Ritter and Mike Vrabel, given the relationship, the nature of Mike Vrabel's, uh, you know, friendship with, with, uh, Oh, I'm blanking on the, uh, I'm blanking on the Cincinnati head coach name Luke Fickle. Apologies. Luke Fickle, who was the best man at Mike Vrabel's wedding. These are the kind of connection points that get drawn to way, hey, the Titans might take a quarterback because Luke Fickle and Mike Vrabel are buddies. This is the kind of silliness that we get into in the draft season. But there's reason to look at Desmond Redder or Malik Willis, who I believe are the two quarterbacks who make the most sense if the Titans are going to do this thing this year, understanding that those would be, you know, probably day one draft picks at this point. And saying I'm, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable with them taking a quarterback at 26 overall. That might rankle, uh, or might uh, might irk a couple of you guys. Given that you and you know, not not just you believe this, but this is a team that's built to win right now. And you would say 26th overall would not be the best use of a draft pick. But you've survived this long without getting much out of your first round draft pick, so why not do one that may be able to bridge? Uh, that may not be able to play for you this year, may not be able to get on the field this year, but maybe the bridge between you. And Ryan Tannehill moving forward, you know, just a little bit of different way to look at it. It's not like you're getting a ton out of your first round picks right now, but looking at these quarterbacks, I would say that those are the two options. The only two options that I would, you know, not that they care anything about what I think, but those are the only two options that I think would make the most sense for Tennessee and Desmond Ritter in particular, who we we have discussed at length previously, that's a prospect that I think makes a lot of sense for the Titans this year and moving forward into the future given, you know, he's got some stuff he needs to iron out.
1: My point is, with Ritter and and all these guys, you start to talk to scouts who have done the due diligence over the last 13, 15 months, who've gotten to know him as the person. He talked to Jordan Palmer, who's working with him, and, and talks about like his incredible work ethic, how committed he is to football, how he, he just needs to be in the right situation. I was working on his foot his footwork and and really the efficiency of his movements. He's such a good athlete, but he always hasn't he not hasn't really always bottled it up and become efficient with his footwork. And you saw just in a little time working with with Jordan Palmer and working on his footwork, what he's been able to improve upon when he threw at the combine. I thought he probably had the I thought he had the best passing session at the combine for whatever that's worth and from everyone i talked to in the league they were kind of blown away and they all kind of looked at each other when he left the room from interviews like this guy's got it like whatever it is he's got it and we we would love to develop him so
0: so that is Todd mcshay talking about desmond ritter on sports center earlier of course Todd mcshay one of the most famous names in the NFL draft coverage, Jeff Rubel asked Buck which crop of quarterbacks you like more this year or next year after Stroud and Young. I say this year, and Jeff's got a great point right now. Jeff is paying attention. Jeff is doing the analysis in the way that I wish we would all do the analysis, thinking about the circumstances that are presented in front of the Tennessee Titans right now. It's long-term thinking, and I I, uh, I appreciate that kind of uh, that kind of you know foresight, Jeff. Because looking beyond Bryce Young at Alabama and CJ Stroud at uh at Ohio State you're talking about a bunch of dudes who uh, there's very there's very little to be impressed about I mean if you're talking about Aiden O'Connell the Purdue quarterback Georgia Tech has a guy in Jeff Sims who is going to be probably coming out DJ Uyangalele at Clemson had a you know a serious rut this year I know Boston College I forget how to pronounce Phil's last name uh, but the Boston College quarterback is being considered a pro prospect. We've got Will Levis at Kentucky and Anthony Richardson at Florida. None, none of those guys, none of those guys are players that I like more than Desmond Ritter. None of those guys are players that I like more than Kenny Pickett. None of those guys are players that I like more than Malik Willis because CJ Stroud and Bryce Young are not going to be available to the, for the Titans to select unless they, you know, unless they do what a team like San Francisco did and trade into the top part of the draft in future years. Perhaps that's an option. Perhaps that's not. But if you're asking me on face value which quarterbacks I like more after Stroud and Young between this year's current crop and next year's, I'm with Jeff. I say this year is the better time to look at re- replacing Ryan Tannehill because next year um, it is it is pretty lacking after you get, to get past the two top most famous names. Um, Mason says, Buck, we need a QB on a rookie deal to keep all of our studs over the next three to five years. In my opinion, you don't need it, but it would help a hell of a lot, right? It would help a whole hell of a lot at this point. What round would you be comfortable? The Titans taking a quarterback in, I'll tell you right now, if there's a, and we've, I've, I've said this before, uh, at this point, I've said this before many times, if there's a quarterback at 26, who makes the most sense for the Titans to go get, go get the quarterback, go get the quarterback. More Kenston says on YouTube, more people should look at the draft as a way to get cheap, good talent at any position. Um, well, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think people look at that as in any other way, Kenston. Um, maybe, maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm making a mistake there, but I don't think that, I mean, it's not as opposed to, as opposed, I guess I'm confused, Kenston, as opposed to what more people should look at the draft as a way to get cheap, good talent at any position. I think that's, I mean that's literally the definition of the draft, is it not? Unless and unless I'm missing something glaring, Kenston, please feel free to point that out. I'm not trying to sound dismissive about that at all. I just think I've misunderstood your comment because that's that's exactly what the draft is associated with: replacing the expensive players, the veteran players, with cheap, good talent at across the board at many positions. Looking at looking at this, I I'm you know it's between Rizmet, uh Desmond Ritter. I just combined his first and last name. I don't know if that must mean I'm tired. Desmond Ritter. At 26, I think makes sense. And if Malik Willis is there in at 26, I say go for that too. I there, there is so much to like about that dude. Even understanding that he came out of a uh, that he came out of a very very simplistic offense at Liberty under Hugh Freeze, I think there's a lot to like about his ceiling. I'm not saying that he's Josh Allen or that he's Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously got some significant talent though, and he appears to have the tools based on coaches and scouts that you talk to. Appears to have the tools to be able to live up to that kind of hype. David Dandy says, Akil Glass in the fourth, low risk, accurate, great arm strength, tough, mobile, and completely off everyone's radar. No, I mean, he's not off my radar. I've seen, I've actually, I'm probably I'm probably the only person in here. Uh, I'm probably the only person in here tonight who's seen Akil Glass play a football game in person. Um, now, this was a long time ago. This was probably, this had to have been the 2019 season, I think. That would be the case. 2019, Akeel Glass and, uh, oh damn, was it, is it Alabama A&M that he plays for? I'm blanking on, uh, I'm blanking on the school that he plays for off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it was Alabama A&M, that, the Alabama A&M Bulldogs, okay? So Akeel Glass and the Alabama A&M Bulldogs came into, came to West End uh, a couple of years ago in 2019. Um, Justin M. Turner says, watched Akeel play at uh, Jackson State last uh, last two years, bro." Well, listen, Justin, then you and me are probably uh, you and me are probably uh, the only two who have seen this man play live college football in person. He played Vanderbilt, and they lost like fifty six to nothing. Now, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a, a a huge indictment. I don't think that's a huge indictment of Akeel Glass. I think that was that was that was early in his career. Um, He's obviously done a lot of develop uh, developing since then. I would say to you that if you're taking a quarterback in the fourth round, then I don't want to call it a wasted pick, but there's just so little value in, in a quarterback in the fourth. Either you're going to do it, the quarterback, or you're not going to do it, right? Like low risk, I understand, but you can do more with a fourth round pick at other positions. Outside of just getting a backup quarterback. Like I would prefer to know that they are drafting a quarterback for the future at 26th overall, rather than say, hey, you know, Bailey Zappier, or um, Akil Glass is sitting there in the fourth and fifth round. Let's go get this guy. I I don't, I don't that the hit rate is just so low. I mean, it's already so low. Think about think about first round, think about just first round quarterbacks in the last couple of years. Um, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Mitch Trubisky are just five of the names who are in this weird spot across different years and different generations of their career. Five first-round quarterbacks, all who, I mean, Sam Darnold is is uh, another one who's out there floating around. theres It's so hard to hit on these guys, even in the first round. So, I, I mean, basically, you know, do it or don't with the quarterback draft, right? Do it in the first round. Do it in the early rounds. Act like you're going to get somebody who's going to play for you Rather than screwing around in the fourth or the fifth, when you could take a you know a David Long replacement, for example, because David Long is coming into a contract year. David Long, a sixth round pick himself. If you see that linebacker in the fourth, and you like that linebacker in the fourth, you take that linebacker in the fourth because he makes more sense. He has a much more likely chance to succeed than, for example, Akil Glass, or uh, Akil Glass, or Bailey Zappi or Carson Strong out of Nevada. A, a lot of those names. Uh, A lot of those names that you look at and you say, okay, yeah, like there's 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 something there, but not necessarily. I mean, they will they will be taken in whatever rounds that they get taken. Right. Um, But quarterbacks are just they're so they're so, so difficult, so, so difficult to manage. Um, All right. So moving on to the mock draft mania portion of the program, I want to talk about the positions that are being most mocked to the Titans. Because uh, a lot of people chiming in about, you know, we, we read the comment to start the show from Olivier about talk about other positions. Well, we can talk about other positions, certainly. But just I just wanted to make sure that people understand. Keep an eye on the quarterback because there is going to be quarterback action, I think, uh, in this coming NFL draft, depending on how these things take. I saw Matt Miller today from ESPN tweet out that he thinks Desmond Ritter is going to be a top 20 player. Top 20 player. Uh, Would obviously take him out of the range for the Tennessee Titans, unless they were to trade up, and then they damn sure better love him. Uh, Olivier says you have too little faith in our organization. I mean, I uh, I don't know if he's talking to me or talking to somebody else, but like I, you know, my I don't I don't think that I have I I have very little to doubt about the Titans organization. I think that they've done well, even if the draft the draft hit rate isn't isn't really there. Draft hit rate isn't really there at this point, right? John Robinson is his best class, 2019. They're still hanging around, but the rest of it is a little bit of a shit show, Um, looking up and down. And I would like to, in fact, I'm going to study that for tomorrow's radio show, just kind of looking at John Robinson's draft record as as to how many players he's drafted that are still on the team through six years. And I'll I'll look at a couple of his colleagues too. So you can look forward to that on the radio show tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's talk about the mocks. The question that I want to ask you is this, what position do you think is most commonly being mocked to the Titans on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Now I'm talking first round specifically. we don't have to do we don't have time to do a seven round mock draft on who is most being mocked to the Titans or which position is most being mocked to the Titans. But we can talk about the 26th overall pick. Which position do you think is most being mocked to Tennessee? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about the fine folks at Brimac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com is where you go to get in your comfort zone. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs is what they offer you. Brimac will put you in position to succeed. That comfort zone is so important as the weather starts to heat up. Nashville Sounds opened tonight. It's a beautiful night for baseball. That means that summer is right around the corner. That means it's soon going to be hot as hell. You want to make sure that your air conditioning is functioning at a high level. You need Brymac Mechanical at b-r-y-m-a-k-brymack.com. So which position do you think is most being mocked to the Titans? Because Lucas, uh, my producer on the radio show, and by the way, many thanks to uh, Adam Holt, who's one of the uh, great people on our A to Z sports team. Adam's been filling in for producer Reed. The last two nights, Adam writes great articles, great content for the A to Z Sports website. Very socially active on the A to Z Sports platform, so we're all very grateful for Adam because I've been without Producer Reed for the past two days, and Adam has stepped up to help us out. So, if everybody could, uh, you know, uh, if if you want to if you want to relay your your appreciation, to Adam, you're more well more than welcome to do that. At Bolt underscore Holt, by the way, is where you can follow follow Adam Holt, who's doing great work for A to Z Sports so which position do you think is most being mocked to the Titans? Uh, most common position is. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs>
0: I, I almost Ron burgundy that because, uh, listen, I love you guys. You know that I have a short attention span. You know that I have these comments streaming in front of my face. You know that I don't have anybody to vet the comments. So when I put that comment by Thomas Koffer up on the screen, <laughs> I had to stop myself. Because common says the most common position is probably doggy style because we always get screwed in the draft. <laughs> you guys are the worst, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to, I can.
2: <laughs> that
0: ha- it's been a long time since that's happened to me, where I've where I haven't had the chance to like properly screen a comment. You know, I just I accident, well, not accidentally. I meant to throw it up on the screen anyway. <laughs> Bryce says, "Buck, there are kids in the room. You know what? We our hope is that we do this late enough at night that I don't have to worry about children. I certainly don't have to worry about FCC complaints." Uh, Ronnie Seed says, "Give that man the love of the show. I that's a, that's an ex, that's exclusively a Zach Bingham joint. I don't know how Zach if if there's an actual button that Zach hits to give out the love of the show. So I don't I don't have that the way that uh, Austin and Zach in the morning do." but we will certainly give him points for creativity and also points because he caught me off guard. He caught me slipping (laughs) because they get screwed so often in the draft. What do you mean they get screwed? They're not getting screwed. Who's who's screwing over the Titans? Isaiah Wilson wasn't screwed. I mean, Isaiah Wilson may have ultimately screwed over the Titans, but nobody made the Titans pick Isaiah Wilson. Uh, Rashawn Evans, uh, to trade up, to go get Rashawn Evans did not pan out for the Titans. Nobody made the Titans do that. Nobody's screwing over the Titans. Just, uh, just so dramatic, but also a very, very funny joke. Zach just says it. No real button for love of the show says Dion. Oh, well, that, that you know, then uh, he can, he can have my, uh, <laughs> well, if Zach calls it the love of the show, we need to call it something different just because, uh, just because, you know, I don't want to steal their stick. So perhaps we can come up with our own you know, our own sign of appreciation for uh, creative comments and ridiculous things that get said uh, in the middle of the primetime show. But just kind of looking through this thing right now, you know, looking at the positions, Jim Wyatt, for example, the great one, the GOAT, Jimmy at uh, TennesseeTitans.com, looking at looking at the mock drafts each and every Monday, Jimmy goes through 25 of them and he, and he nominates uh, or he aggregates all of the different mock drafts from those 25 that he selected to go through, to go through and, you know, to see, to give people an idea of who their favorite and what their favorite team is looking to take at which position. And and the position that came up the most often of the 25 mock drafts that Jimmy has done, offensive line continues to come up. 11 of the 25 mock drafts had the Titans taking an offensive lineman. Now that's, you know, obviously there's a difference between tackle and guard and center. Some centers can play guard. Some guards can play center. Some tackles can play all positions. um, All of these these different things, right? But offensive line was the most common position mocked to Tennessee. And I think that makes a lot of sense, right? We've talked about this before. I'm pretty sure, if not here, then on the radio show. But just to reiterate the idea that, you know, for a player like Joe Burrow and for a player like the Cincinnati Bengals, right? When they were having this, this debate Basically, or at least we were having a debate on behalf of the Bengals. You take Panay Sewell, the stud tackle out of Oregon. You get Joe Burrow protection to make sure that he can throw the ball to any receiver. Or do you get Joe Burrow, the freakish, uh, freakishly athletic receiver who he has a relationship in college with and make those two work the way that you know they're going to work and sacrifice protection for another year. They opted for the latter, right? They took the wide receiver. And in looking at, you know, just why that made sense to me, young quarterbacks, Bounce back better is just the the best way to do the analysis. Joe Burrow is not does not have 10 years of football on his body to where he feels it or he's unwilling or he's you know he's put in worse positions than he might already be put in because of bad protection, because he is he's comfortable taking those hits. And listen, he took a lot of them this year. He's the most sacked quarterback in football. They paid a lot of money this offseason to address that offensive line, and they're probably not done with that just yet. But looking at looking at the situation for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill does have a decade of football on his body. He has taken some brutal hits, and he was the quarterback who was sacked the second most in the league behind Joe Burrow. Offensive line honestly makes a ton of sense. But this is in the first round, you're not drafting for need. You're drafting for best player available. And I think ultimately the Titans will stick with that, with that train of thought. The best player available may well be an offensive line, interior or a guy out on the end at the tackle position to keep, uh, to keep Ryan Tannehill upright. But we do know that in some way, shape or form, and and probably a couple of draft picks are going to be spent on the offensive line this year. At least that would be, that would be my expectation. Um, doesn't matter. Tannehill could have the Cowboys offensive line from the nineties and he'll still rip it right into the chest of the linebacker says the goat CJ2K. Well, that just, you know, honestly, that's just a recency bias comment. Uh, CJ, because I have seen Ryan Tannehill take some brutal hits and deliver incredible touchdown passes. You know, whether it's uh, who was it, Adam Humphrey streaking through the back of the end zone against the Kansas City Chiefs after Rashawn Evans had, after David Long had forced a fumble that Rashawn Evans recovered, took to the house to win that game. Ryan Tannehill had to deliver a perfect strike while having a linebacker stuck in his face mask. To Adam Humphries, who was streaking in the back of the end zone, Ryan Tannehill has done that far more times than he's thrown it into the chest of a linebacker. So I think you're being a bit dramatic. You're allowed to be dramatic. You're a foot. You're you fan of the football team. The quarterback had three turnovers the last time you saw the quarter or saw the football team play. You know this bitterness is not something that uh, you guys are going to be able to get rid of until Ryan Tannehill shows you or proves to you that he can get rid of it. For you, but uh, I think I think it's stupid. I think it's utterly stupid. I'm not saying that you're stupid, C.J. I think that the idea, the principle of stupid is uh, is stupid. That Ryan Tannehill is not is not a plus more often than he is a minus. I think that's absolutely foolish to do the analysis this way. And I, uh, you know, like I said, you're entitled to your opinion. I just, I just the the football bears out that your opinion is incorrect. So now I'm not te- I'm not telling you that your opinion is it correct i am telling you i'm informing you that the film would tell you that your opinion is incorrect but you know like i said you are uh, you're entitled to do whatever you like uh redneck patriot says you would have told me i was even crazier for saying the bengals would go to the super bowl last year yeah I bet. crazy shit happens all the time football's weird man <laughs> like a lot of a lot of this uh a lot of this stuff um you can do everything right. You can do everything right. And everything can look like it's getting ready to fall in your favor. And then all of a sudden there's a tip pass and a a tip pass is intercepted, intercepted. And all the, all of a sudden your season comes to an end. There can be weird bounces. There can be, um, you know, there can be weird instances. A football field can catch on fire on the day that you're honoring Eddie George and Steve McNair on the day that you're retiring your jerseys. And that's not even within the field of play. That's not even between the whistles, like weird shit just happens in football, you know? So like with all that being said, the Bengals were good enough to do to beat the teams that they beat true, but there's, there's a, uh, it, it takes, it takes some weirdness for any team to have a deep playoff run outside of just being good. I think people conflate how far the Bengals made it without how good they actually are. And I'm not trying to take it. I think Joe Burrow's a stud. I would take the next 10 years of Joe Burrow, uh, over almost any quarterback in the league right now. Maybe not Justin Herbert, maybe not Patrick Mahomes, but like Joe Burrow is going to be a stud for a long, long time. And I look forward to watching him play. Um, And I would love to see a Titans-Bengals rematch in the postseason. I don't think those two teams play in the regular season this year. But, you know, I mean, there's plenty of weird things that happen throughout the course of a playoff run. The Bengals had enough breaks and played well, good enough football to make that luck their own and to ride that straight to the final game before ultimately losing to the Los Angeles Rams. All right, let's move on and let's do a gone viral video because I don't think we're advancing the quarterback, the Ryan Tannehill conversation at all here this evening. The question that I want to ask you is this. Let's pivot to a little golf, shall we? On a scale of one to 10, how excited are you that Tiger Woods is expected to play in the Masters? He gave a press conference today. He announced his intent. I want to know on a scale of one to 10, given that it is Masters week, how you feel about the court, or about the idea that Tiger is going to be playing at Augusta National. Whether he makes the cut or not, almost irrelevant to me. Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, of the Nashville Predators, and of me on A to C Sports Prime Time. I could not be happier with the home, the first home that I've ever purchased, and I could not be happier with the way that that purchasing process went thanks to the Gary Ashton team. Gary and his group walked me through every step of the way to make me feel confident and comfortable with the you know really big transaction that I was getting ready to make. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage can get you that Intel edge to get your dream address without the stress or to sell your home for more. You can do that at GaryAshton.com. So. Scale of one to 10. How excited are you for Tiger Woods to play in the Masters? Let's talk about it in the comment section. uh, Just kind of taking a look here about how people feel about it. Uh, Tiger Woods uh, move on. Uh, Well, I would say that, uh, I would say that, I mean, Tiger, it's not even a move on thing. Like Tiger was in a, Tiger was in damn near a, Tiger could have lost his life in that car wreck. You know, I mean, go back and look at those pictures. It's been over a year since Tiger got in that car wreck in California. He's on his way to give like Drew Brees golf lessons or something like that, if my memory's right. But for him to move on, no, I could not be more thrilled for him and for his family that he's able to do the thing that he loves again and that he's able to do it, uh, in the most exciting major of the year, which of course takes place at Augusta 9.9 for Stephen King on YouTube. He says only good for golf, uh. Wesley Bates says zero. Who'd rather watch paint dry? Well, that I think is a wildly unpopular opinion. Bryce Erickson says six. It's awesome to see Tiger still doing it, but it's golf. LOL, can't get into it. You know, I understand people feel that way about golf. Patrick Steckman is a fence sitter. He goes with a five. Jeff Sawyer two and a half. Um, zero says Mark Dalton. Are you really? There's a lot of people that just aren't interested in Tiger Woods. I'm pretty. I'm pretty fascinated by that. Because I'm, you know, I'm not a I'm not a diehard golf watcher. Throughout the course of the uh, tour play, but anytime Tiger's on the screen, I'll pay attention. I mean, this is one of the greatest winners of all time. He's it's we twenty well, yesterday we're twenty five years removed from Tiger winning the Masters in nineteen ninety seven. One of the most impressive rounds of golf. One of the most impressive athletic accomplishments that anybody's ever seen, golf or not. Um, I I think that there is so much to be excited about with Tiger Woods. I think you can just be excited that he's back. He may not even make the cut, man, and I don't care. I just, I just like Tiger is good for golf, and to have Tiger as part of that, I think that more people, it would bring more people to golf uh, than it would otherwise. Anyway, Tiger said that he's more likely to play tomorrow, or I guess Thursday, rather, more likely to play Thursday than he ever has before in a press conference today.
2: Well, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play as of right now. Um, I'm going to play nine more holes tomorrow. Um, uh, my recovery has been good. I've been very excited about how I've recovered each and every day, and that, that's been the, the the challenge. That's why I came up here and, and tested out for 27 holes, because we, we played the part three course. Charlie couldn't help himself. Um, so was able to play uh, 27 holes that day um, and at home testing it, but it's the recovery. You know, how how am I going to get all the swelling out and recover for the next day? And uh, my team has been fantastic and worked very hard. Um, So we've got another day of nine more holes and uh, then come game time. So that's Tiger
0: Woods. Uh, Sorry about the technical difficulties. I'm not sure why our video Isn't going full screen the way it normally does, but that's Tiger Woods talking about getting ready to play golf for the first time in a long, long time. Wesley Bates says he doesn't sound confident. No, Wesley, he's just not, he doesn't sound emotional. I just, Wesley, have you never watched, have you never heard Tiger Woods speak before? The dude's a robot. Like what kind of, it's just, that's just a stupid, uh, let me not say it's a stupid comment. It's just a bit of a ridiculous comment because it completely ignores Tiger Woods entire career. Anyway. Tiger, going to be at Augusta on Thursday. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. All right. That's going to do it for us tonight. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Radio show tomorrow is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Let me check who is on the radio show tomorrow because I think we have a couple of good guests. I know, by the way, that we're going to do... Brent Kern, Titans punter, is going to come into the studio on the radio show on Friday and be our Masters Tournament Analyst. We're looking forward to having uh, the MVP punter, uh, the MVP punter as a part of the show. Oh, the Wild Feathers, the great local band. Here in Nashville, wild feathers is going to be on the radio show tomorrow. They of course played the draft when it was here in Nashville in 2019. And they're playing one of the last shows at the famous mercy lounge here in Nashville. One of the most iconic, uh, one of the most iconic venues to see live music here in middle Tennessee. So we're looking forward to having the Wildfeathers in studio tomorrow. Brett Kern is going to be on the show on Friday. We're going to have Cynthia, Cynthia Freeland from the NFL network to do a, uh, to do some mock draft analysis as well. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. So make sure you're listening from 10 to one. But if not, I'll catch you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime.